Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm well, you know, morning, we don't usually do this in the morning and, no. uh, and in the mornings, uh, you know, I have certain medications to take, which affect me. And I forget about that. Oh, oh, right. So, and I just ate, so I got to make sure there was nothing in my teeth, but anyways, uh, well, I'm so glad you that, have it. we'll uh, see how, we'll see how that, we'll see how that goes today. <laughs> It'll be fine. I, I think we're fine. I, you know, um, again, being the morning time, you know, they were outside mowing. That's why I kind yeah. of postponed this for a few minutes and they haven't blown yet. So they're, uh, I'm on a golf course, so there's no rhyme to reason. Sometimes yeah. they don't have a specific pattern. So if they do start blowing, we may pause this for a few minutes. They may okay. not come back until, you know, it's sure. after you never know. So, but, right. um, <clears throat> uh, well, it's good to see you. Yeah, <laughs> um, <morning. laughs> yeah. Uh, we kind of uh, trailed off on our last discussion, but I was just looking at something here while I was waiting for you. But while I was looking at this, I, I was thinking of something because I was watching this program last night and I wanted to ask you this. Um, do you, you know, do you think that things come in and out of our lives at certain times um, at a specific time for a reason, like uh, a particular book or a program, or you see something, do you think that that, and, and, it, and it just so happens that it, it's, it's, it's in tune with exactly what you're going through or what you're, you know, what you're, you know, it's just on your level. And do so, you think that, okay. Well, it's funny because I had similar conversation to that moments ago with somebody I was on the phone with for a while. Um, but anyways, now you're talking philosophy and so many times philosophy and religion um, mm -hmm. intertwine, but are two totally separate things. So um, you know, if a person was Christian, they think that everything is predetermined and, and, uh, all that. Um, and I don't know if it's other religions as well, but I am, I am not a Christian and, uh, and what I believe falls directly in with what you're saying in the sense that we, we have, uh, you know, this whole universes are made up of energy. And we've talked about this, mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you dissected your skin, you'd see the atoms, you dissect this, this cabinet, you'd see, you know, the atoms. So it's all sort of the same. It's just. What's uh, interesting. Uh, but, and I say this cause you just knocked on that yeah. piece of wood there that, you know, quantum mechanics and quantum physics and these scientists, when they're looking at this science and mainstream science is going, they, they have to acknowledge it because it's science. But at the same time, they're like, eh, yeah, but uh, we're going to oh stick to main God. science. But you when you what? get to the smaller parts, it's literally nothing like you knocked on that and it's hard. But atoms are primarily space. 
Everything's right. primarily well, that's what they, space. Well, that's the point. It's all energy. And the reason that your fist doesn't, dancing. yeah. And the reason that, and people are like, well, when you hit something, it's solid. Why does it, you know, why don't you go through it? Well, it's, everything's at a certain vibration from what right. I understand. Right. So the reason your fist doesn't just go through the wall because it's vibrating at a different frequency than you I don't are. know if frequency is the right word. No, I'm but, sure it's not. But you know what? Speaking <laughs> of these uh, quantum mechanics and all that, you know, uh, there's so many. I love these podcasts because there's so many. Every All these intellects are mm. out there um, doing podcasts and what they learn. Most people don't like to watch that. I love watching that stuff. Mm. And it feeds into, and which comes to answer your question, mm in the sense that it feeds into the energy and space that I have to travel right now because of circumstances you know of. So, um, so and that comes to a, an old, uh, oh, what do they say? And this is the word that the person I was talking to used this morning, um, law of attraction. Yeah. So, you know, just like a magnet. So a magnet's floating around doesn't doesn't have any attachment until it comes to the law of attachment and finds that other energy at that same space and it just brings it together. That's so right. what you're saying is sort of like that. Now you know, I mean, we're people and that's a we're people and that's magnets and this is wood and all that. But when you break it all down to the lowest common denominator, it's still energy. It so, is, and that's yeah. what quantum physics talks about. That's it's right. All different energy planes. And that's so right. are we. So that's right. which, which is totally totally, you know, that's the science science versus religion and, you know, religion being, you know, formed so long ago before they had the capability of understanding these things. Well, and if you really want to go into it, why was it formed? You know, it's all, I mean, you can look to at religion. To explain things. Well, explain or to control well, people's perception of things. To hide information of what the universe is really, what's really going on. Well, see, they didn't know if, that at first, but they do now, right? So I think that but say, I think religion way back when was what evolved to try to explain things that were inexplicable. But now... Um, you know, now it's coming into uh, a contrast with science. So people don't want to believe that. And of course, the people who know that they can control and they can get rich and they can do all these things, um, use it to to that point. So well, I think the points have changed throughout. Well, there's there's so the much going on there in, in, in everything that that's a whole many, many discussions right there, but even science itself, mainstream science itself, and what I was mentioning about mainstream science going against this newer science and these okay. new these ideas that were strange and ridiculous that people were starting to come up with as people expanded their minds in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the matrix and all these movies and simulation theory and what is really going on here and science itself mainstream you could just you could put that right up as just another religion itself it's what a form of, of, of control. This is, this is how yes. everything works. There are laws to the universe and it's science. But then you've got quantum science and string theory and things and, 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 and really uh, uh, um, 
you know, high level players in societies coming out and saying, you know, something's going on here. This isn't, uh, it isn't what we've been saying, you know, and, and, and I mean, even that guy, people, I mean, that guy just got fired from Google and that whole AI thing and the sentence, uh, the sentience of that, uh, we kind of talked about, about that. that one day. Yeah, and, I don't even, um, I don't, yeah, I'll have to look into that. Just it, it, again, it's such an interesting time that we live in, but well, everything's in but, transition, but, but, but that law of attraction, right. And where the whole, uh, the reason I asked you this to kind of spark this discussion, right. Because you know, the power of our own mind, right. What we believe, what we perceive, we can achieve, like we can control our destinies to a point by literally focusing on what we desire and attracting things. It's a universal attraction, right? And that brings those books and those right, things. Exactly. All of a sudden, these things start coming into our lives right. because we're open to it now, right? Not to mention the just logarithms, like, but... Right. And just like someone who thinks... I'm a small person. I'm a nobody. I'll never be nobody. I'm poor. This sucks. I hate life. And that's what they think every day. And that's their existence, right? Versus someone who says, you know what? I grew up poor. I'm in this situation. How can I change this? What am I going to do? I'm going to do something. They just start focusing and they're expanding their perception. They're opening their mind up to an idea. They're saying, I ain't a label. All right. I ain't just because I was born on this piece of dirt. All right. I ain't this color. I ain't this religion. I ain't this person. I ain't poor. I ain't rich. I'm a human being having an experience and I can do whatever I want because my mind is creating this, this reality. And, and the reason why I'm kind of, and this, again, this it's is sort of like directing, directing the energy. Right. And, and I bring this up obviously, because I was watching a program last night, which was blowing my mind. And, you know, I, I which, and, which was that? Uh, it was called uh, escape, escape the matrix uh, from a guy named David Ike, which I'm all of a sudden a fan, but he's been, you know, uh, writing and a journalist and a very, very big player. Right. But a very interesting program. Um, it's on Gaia uh, Television. Um, I actually saw the. I, I saw it somewhere, so I I paid for Gaia for a month. I never heard of it, but it's some fascinating uh, channel with all this kind of stuff. But anyway, um, the fact that uh, you know uh, um, the 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 pushback and the it, like he says like right now this the, at this time in our society on the planet. More and more people are kind of waking up. At the same time, all this madness is going on. It's also there's this enlightenment that's kind of going on too, where people are starting to say, some people in the correct way, not the incorrect way. It's not like I'm right and you're wrong, right? The progressives and this kind of crap. Like it's actually that liberal idea. Like, hey, listen, um, that's you think that and that's what well, you're going to do. I, I, you kind of lost me there this, because your category what... you kind of lost me because I think that you were just categorizing things. No, I'm not. And... I'm I'm saying there are no categories, right? Oh, there just the opposite. Be. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, you said you said progressive and that crap and the liberals and you said something there. And so you're categorizing to me I, what I was hearing is that you were categorizing 
political theory. Well, that's the problem. I, I even having that conversation, like me saying those words that triggered triggered those like all this stuff. Like it's because that's communication and that's words and those are labels. Which you said that we shouldn't really do. Which which you're absolutely right. Sure. Because as soon as you start using labels, as soon as you start losing, you're, you're losing an audience. You're losing people because they you have are. automatically in their mind what they believe it is. I know, and, and that's and that's that's a that's, problem. It's a big problem. That's it's huge, huge, huge problem. That's correct. Right. Um, and but and so uh, at the same time, though, there's a lot of people like you, like I, like people just uh, interested in ideas. Uh, other people can think what they want. It's OK. Uh, yeah. You know, when I speak to somebody, I speak to them, assuming Maybe they know something I don't, you know, I'm going to, you know, I try to, you know, we're all human beings having an experience, right? Right. And that's the thing, right? Um, That's true. But I want to say, and you're talking about being open-minded, as I am aging, I am seeming to close my open mind on ignorant, toxic people that uh, that are polar opposite of me. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can no longer, um, listen to what they spew. Sure. So, so, so when you say that we meet people and, you know, and all that, because like you said, said earlier, there's, oh, well, you know, I'm not generalized. I mean, there's 7.7 billion people on the planet and I yeah. hate most of them. You know that. Well, I don't know if I could, yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, if I use the word hate. I would just, I would. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to, no I'm just, just trying to cut through with what you're yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. You know, my very basis is all about, uh, you know, uh, the amount of time and energy I spend on people. All right. right. Most people aren't right. on my exactly. wavelength and into Right. Right. And then, and then, right. yeah. So that's what I was right. just saying. I'm not so open-minded anymore. Yeah. So when I'm speaking, when I was I'm, growing up and, right. and learning about the world, I'm just saying, things, I'm just saying, even with your closest circle, even with your name, even with the people, even yeah. me and you, right. all right, me and you, you could be friends with someone for 40 years. You're going to have right. different views oh, yeah. and different sure. opinions so that's yeah, what sure. i mean you nobody should have labels and you and people should be free thinkers but see right. i think there's more more depth than just certain views i mean there's just i mean well yes i i hear what you're saying and and like you said everybody is not the same everybody yeah uh, 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 but well here's here well the, the whole your, yeah. point i brought it up right uh-huh. Um, because, and I only got halfway through this, it's a series. So I got halfway through it and, Mm -hmm. and, and, um, the thing was, is the indoctrination, uh, for lack of a better term. Okay. The control of information, the telling you from birth through school, wake up at a certain time to go do this and you're this, and you're an American and you're a Christian and we do this in this household. And like, that's right. a form of programming, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And so, Society, uh, that's right. and that can hold you down mentally, right? Oh, absolutely. And it all Without goes to the, right, the power of the mind, right? Just it's not the, even your mind, it's what other people, how other people. Well, well listen, if, is- listen, your mind is more powerful that, than that if you can know how to escape it. Well, not escape, but not let other people affect your mind 
right? Except your, for the fact that when you're, your, when you, and let's use the term matrix, mm-hmm. when you are born in the matrix, mm-hmm. and I'm just, everybody knows what the matrix is, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, yes. it's a reality that's placed upon you. So yeah. everybody who is born mm-hmm. it, uh, is born into a, a reality that is placed upon them. Right. And it, you know, and at what point, you know, when you're, when you're six months or when you're 13, or when you're 25 or 45 or 75, at some point you have to realize that it's a construct. But, and that construct is, 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 is not a real construct. Yeah, we don't have- Created construct by what you're saying. You would only hope and, uh, well, from who different views. Who learns that and who doesn't learn that? And most and, people and don't. What I'm saying is, is most people don't ever get unplugged from the matrix. Right. That's correct. And that some correct. people that do, that totally. just like that movie, they want to be put back in. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I know it's not steak, but I want and I want to think it's steak. Put me back in the matrix. Oh well, you know what? I was in That's... the matrix construct. Remember? Mm-hmm. You know, and and the thing that you know. Yeah. So I had a belief that it was the way it was but, when it wasn't. Right. But if you do take that blue pill and you now know that you are in a matrix, you are now aware. Right. Exactly. And you can do a lot with that information for your own well-being. But at the same time, you're going to be surrounded by people who are still plugged in. Well, so let me give you a kind of an analogy on that because... Um, I'm kind of living that right now in my circumstances is that, um, you know, realizing that society is society is that construct, Mm. but society is just a group of humans and they are the ones that have the beliefs that have all these different theory, have all these constructs, not just one, but multitude. But so, you know, uh, uh, in the process of healing from so many things, um, both physical and mental, um, you know, I realize that and I go out, you know, I have my Zen space in my garden and outside and the, in the sunlight and, and the creatures or whatever. And then I can, you know, it's sort of strange in the sense that there's such an incredible peace with that. But then I now look at so differently than before. I look at society as a construct. So I have to actually make myself now when I have to do something, even as far as this, what we're doing right here, talking Mm -hmm. to you, when I go to work, when I talk to other people, knowing that I'm now stepping into this construct that, okay, uh, so what sort of like game is being played here? So whose mindset, what construct, what do they believe? And I have to enter their world of belief. So most of the time, like you said, everybody has their different theory opinions on things. I, I understand that. I realize that. And I do, I participate in that. You have to, but when I get home and go back outside in my world and I leave it behind, I sigh a relief and I got to get re-energized because it zaps me of all energy. And that's what I'm saying. When I go into some constructs where people are just, you know, I think quite literally crazy. I think they're quite literally crazy that I can't live and participate in that construct. So, you know, we're in, in a, now politically again, 
Well, it has been said we have world one and world two, you know, world A and world B. You know, we have a, a, a reality and an alternate reality and many different forms of reality. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's strange. So again, I think my question to you and maybe on uh, what you're learning is, so what point when you say people awaken, they get, they get enlightened. You know, so at what point does that happen? And, you know, it's funny because I always thought that I had been up until, you know, my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And then, so um, I always thought that I was, but I really wasn't because boom, it's a whole different. Now I'm playing on a whole different construct. And I really wasn't for all of these years. I thought I was so, so a person doesn't know what they don't know. So at what point in time, you know, like I had mentioned before, when you are, when you're, you know, born, you know, your parents are, are living in a construct yeah. and then the school gives you a construct, and right. then your, your, you know, the, your jurisdiction gives you a construct, your mm-hmm. religion gives you a construct. So, so, so at what point in somebody's life, you know, do they, that- do they determine you know, and this is where you talked about Zen and Buddhism and all that. They help guide you there if you want to believe in that stuff. But at what point? Or and how many people never do? Most don't. Most you know, don't. My, Most don't. My- if this, if this was, if all those, all these systems, these forms of control, okay, where if we are, um, and I see, I see no difference between other ideas and this idea anymore. It's not foolish to me. So if we are living in a hologramic computer simulation system, all right, right now, and this is how they control the masses, right? Through all these forms from your birth, through these indoctrinations, through religion, through school, through all of these things, right? Um, it, it just like the matrix, it wouldn't work if everybody became aware. Okay. If everybody discovered it, it would, it it, it wouldn't work. So they are, it's a very, very good design that, um, is, uh, working right now. Right. It's, it's, and there's also the oppressors that make you uh, beat it into you. And if you don't believe it, you're stupid. If you don't believe it, well, that's another thing. You, it's so well done. And you can say, uh, because you were touching on society and politics, politics, and stuff like that. It's so well done right now that people police themselves because it isn't, it isn't fear of the government, it isn't fear of them, it's fear of your peers. Uh, ridiculing you for having different views because it, we live in a world of you not know, just ridiculing, but they can get violent with you. That's I was, you know, they can a, beat you. I mean, your parents do, sure. right? And and well, listen, we've gone through history. We talk about religions, man. It was ugly. I mean, yeah, back. Right. I mean, you it, to take a stand. If you didn't believe every word, if you didn't believe every word in this book, blasphemy. Yeah. They right. burned you at yeah. the stake. They killed yeah. people for literally yeah. saying, "I don't necessarily agree right. with that." Right. That exactly. doesn't make sense. Right. And, exactly. I mean, so and, right. and we're in a mass right. form of of. It, very well and now with uh now with the the uh internet and uh social media and stuff and especially the logarithms Mm -hmm. 
it's harder to escape that. Well, that's the thing too. That's what this program's going into. So uh, uh, this this program is very, very interesting. And a lot of, uh, again, we're talking quantum, we're talking major, major scientists and and physicists and very intellectual people and from NASA and all these um, uh, organizations starting to come on board and say these things, which if you said these 30 years ago, you'd be a quack. But these are coming from people who are like, Hey, listen, man, yeah, you know, right. something, something's going on here right. and even the technology that's going on right now. So right. technology they're saying right now, they, because I can't think of the yeah. two guys names and I can't quote people right and now. More than but, two. Because yeah, more, just, more than two. Yeah. They're saying technology right now, all, everything that's going on in the, in the exponential advancement, just the increase right. of everything right now, in the past literally uh, it's almost like technology itself, okay, is mimicking where it comes from. If if we there's holographic systems. I don't know if you play these things. You put on these goggles, and all of a sudden you're having a real experience. They say oh, sure. the real, I've got, the really I've, good I've ones. Got- I've got, I've got those Do headsets you? myself. So, so they got them. So you know, I go in and I'm in a, I'm in a castle. I'm well, seeing uh, the real life castle okay. and I can, yeah. Right. So, I mean, it's, so, it's, so listen, so if, if at that infant stage, you're saying now it's going to be so real, we're, it's, we're going to get so real that you can't, you can't distinct right. real life from that life. Okay. Right. <laughs> if that, if, if, if that if we're going to be able to create that who's to say it hasn't already been created and we're in that now and if yeah. we're in that now while we're in it there's still this we're still we're we 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 talked about it i think last week like why do why do we do these things why do humans have this drive to create and and you said it's not necessarily good to mess with nature and to do these yeah. things just because we can but why are we doing it in this technology it's taking off why is it doing this why is it looking this way why is it mimicking things and changing our view of reality well what they're saying now is because it's 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 trying to, uh, it's mimicking what, where it comes from. So we're creating through our minds, what it has already been created by people, by the intelligence that created what we're in. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're creating technology because we are a, they, we're, if we're in a matrix, we are them, but we are enslaved in this matrix. But we're walking around thinking we have free will, and we and we live in a real world. So we're creating these things, and well, these that, things. That's kind of wild to me. It's I, wild. I it's telling. wild, and you I'm know, not doing I, it justice by uh, uh, well, describing it. Well, and also it. the the thing that I am choosing to believe because, um, and that's another issue. The thing that I am choosing to believe um, serves me well. Mm, there you go. So I am not going at this point going to change no. um, that what serves me well. And so, you know, uh, I'm hearing and in, and in, uh, you're, you're using some words that from where it came from and the con, you know, and all that. So, you know, where is that? Who is that? What is that? So what, you know, what we had, what I had said, mentioned earlier about this whole universe and universes and everything out there has, you know, the scientists have so far determined that there is the same 
you know, basic elements. And then more than we could, you know, for instance, did we have this conversation that there's different color lights and some we can see and some we can't see? There are so many things that we human, this go, this works actually into what you're saying. Well, that it's our we senses. Are, that our senses can't perceive at all. Uh, no, it doesn't. In fact, the eyeballs alone, they say it takes uh, every second, we're getting about 11 million different uh, signals that come into our retina. We, trans, we, we our brain uh, 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 converts about 40 of them. Out well, of 11 see, million numbers that are exactly and even space and even the air the, when, know, when it does that and, and, and that's just giving it from that one the from that one sense our vision right. when it when it translates those 40 that gives us our view so we right. are seeing 40 out of 11 million right, right. data points right. that are coming so, into but, our eyeballs <laughs> so and that and what and what you were just saying um sort of is in the same realm of religion saying that there is a supreme being out there controlling everything. And, uh, and I dismiss that. And so, uh, you know, in the way the atoms vibrate mm -hmm. or dance, as I like to say, um, that's not predetermined mm -hmm. for me. I mean, it's just, it. I mean, these, so they call, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's the random, chaos combined with the uh that what that magnetic um you know uh what did i just call it earlier the uh law of law of attraction, attraction. Mm -hmm. that just pulls things together you know like the, I don't, I don't push know, it the or black holes and the, or, and the stars bursting and, or, and 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 more being created mm -hmm. and things yeah. just flowing you know so you, there's nobody that's just pure energy, just like this air in this room. And the, the quantum uh, physicists that I was just watching were talking about the there, there's a massive energy field right in front of your face that you don't see. You don't see, you don't smell, you don't hear, you don't do anything, but it's massive. Mm -hmm. And that is the same, as far as they know, um, everywhere. So the, we have gravity, but that's my point that for, for you to say that for, for, in my belief, um, that there being a created matrix that's put upon us by wherever technology came from, uh, who is that? Is that a Supreme being just like the religions, you know, is that like God? So, um, and some would say, yes, some would say, yes. So I, I, I don't think that. I think that we, because- Well, of the point is, Julie, the point is, is it doesn't matter what you think or someone else thinks or anyone thinks. We're free to think what we want. Right. We know, we don't know. The point is, is I find it fascinating. None of these are my beliefs. I just, I like, the, right. I like this stuff. But the main point is our existence. Life is short while we're here, whatever this is, right? And so- it's, you know, it's so how we, we live our lives. It's how we live our lives. We're allowed to think what we want, whatever. Like you said, you're going to believe what serves you, right? right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's people how I think. Believe what, people believe, believe stuff that doesn't serve them. I, That's what I don't understand. Well, we're talking about what helps us and what maybe is, will help someone else who's listening to this, right? Don't worry about what other people 
think, right? Don't worry about what they believe. You know what I mean? And um, there was a story and I probably said it before. And it's really interesting because um, it's about a, uh, um, a, as I say, a single father, single alcoholic, abusive father. And he had two twin boys. He used to beat regularly, come home drunk, just, it was just horrible to them. When they turned 18 years old and they could, they up and left him. One went to the East Coast and became a teetotaler. One went to the, uh, one went to the West Coast and was a teetotaler, went to the East Coast and became uh, an alcoholic, abusive father. And the other one was a wonderful, fantastic father. And when they were compared and they were asked, why are you the way you are? They both had the exact same answer. What would you be like if you had an alcoholic abusive father? Mm -hmm. The point being, one of them decided that they didn't want to do this. And the other one used it as, a, as a, an excuse that's right. or, or figured that that was his world and that's the way it's going to be. And that's just right. like, you know, and I had always said, it doesn't matter who the parents are. The kids have a choice on what they want to be when they grow up. It doesn't matter what the school is like. It depends on the teacher and, and how you respond to the teacher. All of these are personal choices to make. But with that said, and I had, I had this conversation that made me so angry. And it was, um, you know, the fact that the inequitable uh, state of affairs that we find ourselves in now you know, we, we were talking about Henry Ford before, and he said, I'm going to pay salaries so these people can buy my cars. Well, we don't have that anymore. You know, we have, you know, the CEOs and the corporations making a gazillion dollars where these poor workers aren't making a decent living. And the conversation I had with somebody is, I feel that's wrong. And the person said to me, hey, these people can work harder. They can climb the corporate ladder. And I looked at this person. I said, hey, dude. You were born with a silver spoon in your mouth and look at you now. How dare you say that to these people who were born dirt poor with abusive parents in you know, a crack-filled neighborhood that think that's their world. And as a matter of fact, when I used to uh, substitute teach and I used to do it in the, in the prisons, the juvie prisons, and most of these kids that were in these juvie prisons wore it like a badge of honor. Like this is, this is, hey, this is, this is where I, this is where I'm supposed to be. And I got here faster than everybody else in my family. It blew my mind, but this is what these people actually believed. And this is what this guy who was raised with a silver spoon in his mouth said about these poor people. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, oh man, this is just so, this is what these people believe. And that's the reason it is. But which is the same thing what you're talking about. When are these people going to like say, you know, this isn't, this is your reality because that's what you making it, but that's not really reality. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so it's that, it's that construct and it's all, we are, we are a prisoner of our own mind and then people don't even know that. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, the, the mind is, it's the most powerful thing we know. And it's the only thing, the only thing that we have the ability to control in our life, literally. 
It is. We can control our mind and our thoughts. And when we can develop healthy ways to do that, we can change our life. That's what people don't know. It's that perception from that limited view. Just like I've and you uh, we've gone through different stages. We've like, we've joked before you said you've been many different people in your life. Yeah, I've right, gone through, right, I've shedded my right, skin many a times. Right, right. I've right. evolved. I've learned. I've taken different positions. I've grown up, you know, I've matured. I've wised. Right. I've, I think I'm doing all the things that put me where I'm at. It's a very healthy existence, but, um, but it, we, each of us still have our issues. Even if we have our issues at any moment, like the most important decision at any given time is your next decision. Literally, we live in the now and we can control our thoughts. Developing the ability to control how you think, it literally opens up the veil. People need to understand that. And I started this whole discussion to relate it to business and to relate it to our business. And, uh, you know, but let me ask you that question. How does one learn how to control their thoughts and mind to live in the now and not in the past and not in the future? How does one do that? Yeah, uh, we're going to touch on that. I'm so I'm so upset right now oh. with this Zoom because it's doing the same thing oh. it did to us uh, the other day. Um, and shame on me. I thought, remember I told you I logged yeah. in fast the last time I did something wrong. Well, I didn't. I didn't go and 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 see if something was wrong. Obviously, yeah. this was. Let's log out right oh, that's now. That's all right. Log we'll, back in. we'll log when it tune this. No, out. no, no. It's got two minutes. Let's do it right now. I'm going to end this. Okay. Log right back in. Okay. All righty. Cool. You're back. Yeah, yeah I'll I'll uh, I'll look into that today. But that's uh, kind of frustrating. It cuts us off right yeah. there. You know. But um, <clears throat> no. So. Uh, you were we were talking about you know uh how do you how do you how do you learn to live in the now yeah well first is uh i think the the the, the first score the, the first score in life the first you know i think huge step of be awaking up which most people don't is just realizing what we're even talking about just even- realizing that Oh my God, I can control my mind. I can literally control my thoughts. And now having that awareness, now you've got to learn how to do it. You've got to develop some skills. You've got to read some books. You know, society right now has even made that awakening woke. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that exactly. Thing. I don't even want to get into that because that's where I was trying not to go uh, okay. when we talked about it. And, and that's why I keep bringing it back to the importance of me and you and the people that we're trying to uh, enlighten and help who may be listening to this now or in the future is who cares what the rest of the world's doing? People are crazy. The world is crazy. Except for you. Can, you if you, I think that if, again, that awareness, if you are aware that that exists mm-hmm. and what it's intended to do makes you aware not to fall in the trap. We're aware. So we're aware. There's no huh? reason to waste time on it. We're aware. We're aware. We know about people. it. Okay. I know the minute, the minute, <laughs> uh, how you talk about something, I know you're very, very aware. So am I. We're aware of what's going on. Right. But again, um, it's uh, uh, what's important is, uh, it, you know, uh, Ask our, you know, this 
each day is short. <laughs> I mean, this year is short. <laughs> Look how fast time goes by, you know, just managing our time, whatever this perception of time is, the sun comes up, the sun goes down. All right. We have to sleep. So time is passing. Okay. Relatively. And we only have so many of those summers and winters. All right. In our lifetime. And while we're doing that at whatever time we became aware and we've realized, Oh, you know, I, I can, I don't have to accept, you know, I don't have to accept anything. I can, I can change my destiny. I can be anything that I want, right? Literally, I can be anything that I want. And the universe and the law of attraction, any uh, verbiage, any ways you want to describe it, it doesn't care what you're thinking about, what you're focused on, what you're worried about, what you're anxious about. Okay. So if all those things are negative things, that's what your reality is going to be. That's what's going to be attracted to you. If you, if they're all the other, if, if you're thinking, if you're focused on, I want to succeed in this, I want to do this, I'm going to do this. Life is great. You know, I, all of a sudden, you know, you be, you start becoming very lucky. Things right. start happening. That's exactly right. You know, you, you start like you That's all of a sudden exactly you get right. a pay raise. All of a sudden you get some good news in the mail. I mean, literally, it's the it's the law of attraction. Which you got to catch that before. energy wave and, right. and ride it. Right. Hold on. Let me uh, put this down. So um, that's why uh, I say, you know, in, in the morning, you know, get that day started off right and count right. your blessings. I don't when I say blessings, you I sure you know this, but I don't put any religious or any type of conform anything behind that word. It's just a good word. I count my blessings. Yeah. I basically I'm saying, man, Gratitude. I got it made. All right. I don't look at the things I don't have. I don't think about the things I don't have. Think about the things I have. And then I go and I attack my day. But it's right? not about things that you have anyways. It's about. No, I'm talking about, about, about me, the things right? that I have. I'm not talking about material possessions. I'm talking about right. I'm healthy. I've right. got the ability to do this. Right. I'm learning. Exactly I'm right. a human being. I'm having experience. I'm I have love for that. people. I'm ready to serve people like whatever. Right. It's not right. like I, I'm happy. I got this pair of Nikes. You know, that's right. Exactly. Stuff, exactly. Right? right. We're talking about way bigger. As a matter of fact, I, in, in, in my world, mm -hmm. owning a pair of Nikes mm -hmm. You know, two, two, three hundred dollars for a pair of tennis shoes mm -hmm. is uh, is a crime mm -hmm. to those people who make them. That's the world I come from. You know, a lot of people use it as a status symbol for their egos or whatever. And I'm just yeah. thinking, do you realize what's going on behind mm -hmm. that whole world? So anyways, and a lot of people aren't aware of any of that. They don't even know. And that's part of that's part of the bigger picture that I, I'm always tuned into that bigger picture where um, I, maybe I shouldn't be. But well, I, I well, it just depends on how much energy it's, it's, uh, it's taking away from your thoughts on other things. Uh, I mean, that bigger picture, I mean, you talk about that sphere, you know, you, and, right. and how you're looking at things from your perspective. Well, right? here's a, here's a, well, here's a, well, let me finish I, this thought. Okay. Because you're talking about, you know, uh, what, if, if you look at the globe, <laughs> out of that 7.7 .7 million people, billion people, my goodness, um, man, there's so many different views from their perspectives and their life experiences, right? So, you know, it's, I, I, I don't think it's uh, worth investing too much time 
really, uh, you know, trying to figure out why or caring why people think the way that they think or thinking well, it's this way or that way. You know, well, hey, I just, I just say, told hey, you listen. how I felt about Nike yeah. shoes. Right. And even though I just told you how I felt about Nike shoes, yeah. I have a 14 year old grandson mm -hmm. who wanted Nike shoes. Oh, I remember those days, man. I so was, yeah. I actually bought him a pair of Nike shoes. Oh, that's even that's though awesome. I just said what I said. Yeah. Because it was important to him. But yeah. when I gave it to him, I let him know where they came from. Yeah. The same time I let him know where diamonds come from and all that stuff. So, yeah. you know, maybe at some point in life, he might become aware and make the right choices. But I felt it was, I felt it was a lesson for him. I'm going to sure. get what I want, but, but what does this mean? What is the cost to other people in the world? So, and you know, what you said, the bigger picture in the whole world, I think that is part of how people see you're in a different position in your life than I am. And so we always are. We always right. are. Always and, and, will and be. And the difference between, well, I think like every 10 years or so, there's no, a world that you go through. And I, I, and I just mean that, gen, I mean, it does it, is it exactly on the zeros, but you know, your first 10 years of life and then your teenage has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with age. I mean, what oh, if I, I grew up in a crack neighborhood, like you mentioned earlier, and I'm slinging crack when I'm 11 years old on the street corner in, uh, you know, in Southern California. I've had a different first 10 years yeah. <laughs> than you. Right. That's, like, that's a huge difference. So, but, uh, but everybody's, uh, again, I don't we're mean all what you're doing then. I'm meaning your overall view in the, in your overall thoughts. I mean, in at 10 or 11 years old, you know, in your world, you had no idea at that point in your life that there was another world. And then when you're in your, you know, and then well, some people do, but say if you grow up in a, in a Tibetan temple and you're raised by Buddhists and, at, you and you're enlightened in. by, by when you're, when you're, you're not 10, at that age, right? enlightened. That's you're, what my you're, point is. You're, you're but not you're, enlightened. But you're being, you're, you're, you're receiving different information, right? So you have a different perspective, right? Maybe I would say healthier perspective. Well, the journey, I think with that, there, everybody has a journey from. I think our journey is, is what it's all about. It's, it's, right. it's, it's but the now. Different, I think that different, different age groups throughout that journey um, introduces different things in your life. Sure. Because when you're in your forties, I mean, you're, I just hate, I just, I just don't think it's uh it's, I don't think it's uh it's, uh, 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 well, looking back on it, I think it is. I think so it's more really important that whole age that's thing, okay. like uh, you know, even uh, just Anna, you know, another agent, you know, coming down on her because she's young. Like, I, like I never ask people how old they are. I never, I, 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 you know, I, you know, we're all human beings having this human experience, right? From our perspective, right? And I like encountering other humans that are aware enough to, uh, I can be me and they can be them. Right. And we, well, it's we hard to find a 10 or 15 or 20 year old. That's wise from experience. Well, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't, was I so saying that? Kind of, no, no, but I, what, what I am, what my, I am suggesting, and I think we're kind of probably not on the same communication length. My, well, position was in somebody's journey through life age matters in the sense that 
your experiences cause you to grow and learn. And when you are born, you, you have no idea about anything. And then this construct is placed upon you. And that's what you believe in. And then as your journey continues, and as you experience things and learn things, that's when your brain and your human existence starts to develop. So that's why they, that's why they call old people sages is the sense that, you know, they have, if somebody has experienced a lot, certainly there's old people that never experienced anything and you can't necessarily call them a sage, but it's those people who have experienced and, and grew from their failures and their successes and, and learn these things. So where you said age doesn't matter, I disagree vehemently. I mean it like this. Of- I can, I, there's a 70 year old, probably 76 year old fucking closed-minded prick that lives a few doors down from me, all right? And there's a, a, a 30 year old lives up the street that's wise beyond his years. You know what I mean? I, I, Those are exceptions. Age, 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 I live on a golf course. I guess, around the, a bunch I guess of the cynicism people. of older people is learned. What's I that? think that that is true because I'm like I told you, I'm becoming more cyn- cynical myself because it's learned. Because you now know absolutely right, right. And right. the 30 year old has great ambition. They have if they've learned how to train. I hate brain, the fact that I even said 30 year old and, and 76 year old. I, I never well, use but, I never use age. I just I don't. I know yeah. when somebody's an elder when I'm speaking to them and I respect that and I show them that courtesy. I treat them as an elder. I know when I'm speaking to someone younger, but I show them respect and courtesy unless it's not given back to me. Um, and I'm pretty wise when I'm speaking to someone, male or female, when they're right around, they're, they're similar in age to me. Like I've got that awareness down. I can kind of tell, right? Some people have some very good genes. I actually kind of do. People think I'm a lot younger than I am. I think that that's horrible. I've always been trying to, you know, because I have to kind of prove myself. I always have a little bit more like, hey, man, I'm not some dumb idiot. I'm not a young guy. You know, I've got some experience. But um but at the same time, yeah, that, that the the age label, I think it's just another label. Um, but that's me personally. You know, I think it's uh, it's experience. Um, you know, it's 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 I'm, I'm not saying the number as a label. I agree with that. I'm just uh, saying that. And I, and I won't I won't repeat myself after this last time that a person's age, not the number, not the label, uh-huh. but their experiences and their journey, of course. Yeah. The older you are, the more experiences that you should Maybe. have, and that, and that it shapes you. Maybe I tell you, at my age, compared to my fourteen-year-old grandson, yeah, but that's I you. But that's that's but you. Most- what if you lived in a mountain town for your entire life? You never went anywhere. You never learned anything. You you, you did nothing you for your entire that's life. That's impossible. That's impossible. You not impossible. There's people learning. that live in small towns in rural America that have never that you know that they've had experiences. They, they have, have still had experiences. Yeah, but but a, a very smaller world, different Ooh. view that you know where you you know you've traveled the world, Julie. You've done things that so that, that those experiences of your life uh, make you to me a more um, evolved uh, person. Uh, on a, a, a for I someone guess that's else, my po- that's my point. What? That maybe not. That's my point. At yeah. later on in life, you are a more evolved person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or, or even if you're in a small town, 
you're still more evolved than you are a 10 year old. An 80 year old, no matter where they are, is more well, evolved than a 40 year old. I don't care yeah. where they live, they are more evolved. Their brain, their experiences, their senses, their intuitions, their, you know, they, they have, uh, uh, even, if it's, even if it's just their crazy thoughts or the newspaper or the books they read mm. or, or whatever, they have more, more in their brain, circulating in their brain and more to chew on than somebody half their age. It's, I, I don't care where you born, you, you're, you're not, unless you're living in a bubble, you still read, you still listen to music, you still talk. You would to hope, your... you would hope people read. I don't think many people read these days. Yeah, that's probably true too. <laughs> so uh, if they do, it's only what the logarithms put in front of them. <laughs> you know, but that's okay. That's, a, that's back there. Pretty but, horrible. Uh, you know, a new news story came out yesterday about that. And it was, I'm, I'm officially right. done with, uh, with social media. It's, it's. Well, that, I want to say over. this. So, um, you know, the virtual reality helmet, whatever that's called, there's a virtual, and I like it, you know, I mean, while I'm home, if I want to go to a castle or if I want to go into see the world from outer space, or if I want to do any of these things, I can just put my little helmet on and there I am. I don't have to, you know, spend the money to go to uh, uh, Tibet. Uh, so my grandson uh, wanted to experience it too. We were talking about it, but in order for him to use this helmet, he had to get a Facebook because of who owned it. Cause it's the metaverse. So, yeah. Yeah. Metaverse. Yeah. So he yeah. had to create a Facebook page in order to use it, which yeah. horrified me. Mm -hmm. He never had one. In, he didn't want one, but in order for you to use this, he was forced to have a Facebook page. So now the temptations there. So anyways, I just wanted to say again, another construct, another matrix being placed upon you, you know, the temptation, oh, you want this? Well, then you have to do this. And that's what the, the you know, so the choices are, okay. So the choices are, yeah, this is really cool. You're just, I didn't know he had to do that, um, get his own. Um, so uh, the temptation, I mean, so he didn't know, he didn't want it. I didn't know. So, so he told me, I said, oh, is that for real? You have to, in order to experience this, you have to buy into this over here. Oh, yeah. that's got to be corporate. It's got to be corporate who is a monster. And you know what? We talked about this before and, uh, you know, corporations and all this. And it's funny because um, when I was in college, uh, they talked about, and it, 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 the, the professor had talked about, if you, if you deconstruct uh, a corporation into individuals, they're all humans. They're all just people. But for some reason or another, you put all these individuals, these people that, that work for a corporation together, you freaking create a monster. It's a monster. It's out there to take society down for greed, money. And so, and if, I, I don't know of any, that's not. They don't start that way. Just like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. So a little mom and pop shot, you know, look at Walton's you know, and that kind of thing. So that's a, that's sort of what you're saying in the sense that it, in the sense that it's the polar opposite of what you're saying. In the sense that when do you, when do you, uh, you know, through your life, when you know that you can do whatever you want and create whatever you want. And that's true. But like I was saying before, it's not nice to fool with mother nature. So let's look at the Waltons and Walmart and, the, and what it stands for now. Maybe you don't even agree with what Walmart stands for. But 
Walmarts were just a mom and pop shop way back when with great aspirations. And they grew and they had these aspirations and look what happened to that aspirations. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that is writing, that is writing that energy. And they became gazillionaires and in their path of being gazillionaires on the regular, you know, grow a corporation and do this, you know, now how many billions and billions and billions of dollars can people be worth and employ people that still have to use welfare that still has to use food stamps in order to make it. That's the, that's an animal. That's what creates. And that's the, when you said, when you talked about earlier, you know, putting a political construct, you know, me as a progressive, as a liberal looks at it in that view. Well, you know, the, the conservatives, like this guy that I, that I was talking to that had, was born with a silver spoon that has nothing in his old age because, oh, it was my choices and my decisions, he says. Um, uh, anyways, so in, in the world that you're talking about, even people that even people, I believe. I'm not talking about it anymore, just so you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not talking about it anymore. Like, I'm, I, I, I think we're kind of trailing off on uh, a bunch of stuff. I, I, honestly, I, I want to ask you, uh, you know, so do you think that uh, books uh, and stuff like that come into our lives uh, at certain times for a reason, right? Which is where we started off on this. And I right? said, yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought so too. And do you believe uh, in destiny or do you just think everything's random or do you think uh, things oh, are predetermined? I think, I think we, we talked about that. I even yeah. used the word predetermined. No, yeah. absolutely not. No way. No how. Right. Yeah. No super being guiding of course not. you. Of course not. Yeah. yeah I mean, so. just, yeah, that's why we just talked about that. Right. It's yeah. all, uh, it's all part know, we, of it. It's all part we, of what we just, we can always, about. uh, we, we can always change, you know, we always have the ability to, to, to change and, and, uh, you know, if, if, and, a, if, and I want to come back to a point that you said you didn't want to talk about because I believe in it so fiercely uh-huh. that we, that, that, you know, when we do ride the wave, uh-huh. when things start to get lucky and when you start earning more, and following this wave, there's other human elements that come to play, like the ego, like greed, like lust, like all of those things. So where you start with good intentions and you, and you start to get enlightened, when things do fall into place, there is an, an incredible temptation to lead somebody down the wrong path blindly. So people, when they are aware, um, choose to ignore or maybe not see when that wonderful path that they're on forks in a wrong direction because it comes back to, so how much money do you need in your lifetime? At what point is enough enough? At what point are you gonna stop pursuing that and start enjoying the realities of, of life instead of the pursuit of gold. Uh, so, that's right. It should, it's, it should be the journey is, is what you should be focusing on. If you, if you're enjoying the journey, the goals will happen, right? Life is about the journey that you're on, right? If you're just, and do no harm. 
The once your journey starts causing harm is when you have to start reevaluating. And a lot of people don't realize what they're leaving in their path. And that's my progressive liberal position. And most people don't, most people do not agree with me, but you asking me for my opinion. And I wanted to clarify that. Yes, goals and ambitions are a good thing for as long as you don't harm people in your path. Well, that's how I live my life. I mean, that's how I think all people should live their life. Right. As long as there's no harm. Right. Well, yeah. You know, and that's where people. That's why you know, I love, love thy neighbor, you know, treat others the way that you should be treated. What goes around comes around and karma. Well, I don't love my things. neighbors. I don't love my neighbors. I fucking can't stand most of my neighbors. What, what is this too about having to love things? I mean, isn't, is that you just like decide, oh, I think I'm going to love this. I mean, it doesn't, it's not, that's a construct. You don't just love people because somebody says love thy neighbors. Fuck that. Hmm. I don't believe that either. I, I, I love my neighbors if they if they're worthy of my love. Yeah. I don't harm them. I, I guess I live their own. Yeah. But I don't love them. I, I, I guess when I was saying that I wasn't like uh, being literal, oh, like okay. loving your neighbor. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't mean I don't mean that way. I don't mean, you know, I, I mean, I was just agreeing with you with what you were saying. You know, uh, live and let live. Maybe that's yeah, a that's better it. way to say I, that it. I don't necessarily love the people that I'm living and let live. I, I, right. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about this last night in the sense that I have a new neighbor. And my new neighbor is going to be putting up a fence for his dog. And I like creatures. I don't like fences. Those big vinyl fences. They, they look nice, uh, you know, for on their side. But is he going to come around and clean my side? No, he won't. Just like my other neighbor. I have to. And not only that, I'm a gardener and big vinyl fences do not allow flow of air and it it, it creates all kinds of problems. So, and they're going to let their dog run on that side. And I heard that the dog yard, this people live across the street right now. I know that dog barks. So right now I'm going to have a neighbor that's putting up a fence and going to have a barking dog next door. And which does not thrill me, but you know, so I have to, you know, I was thinking about that last night. I was thinking about this last night, kind of along the same things. I always go out back and I, and I sit out back and watch the sunset, you know, and, and, and um, have a glass of wine and just chill, just enjoy the moment. And then I'm seeing him out there, um, you know, trimming his trees. And I, and I, uh, and I never met him before. So I figured I'd be a neighborly person and uh, I have my, um, sea grape trees that they, they are hanging over his lot. So I wanted to let him know that, um, you know, I, I asked my neighbors before um, if they bothered him and they said, no, no, we don't use this. That's fine. And I said, well, if you do, I, I love them wild because that's, I love nature, but if they bother you, you know, trim them back. And they said, no, they're fine. They're fine. So that's fine. So I, I wanted to tell this guy the same thing because these are big trees and the limbs are definitely over on the other side, which by the way, those trees were planted right on my lot line. So, you know, I mean, probably within four or five inches from the lot line and they're big now. So when they were first planted, they were smaller, I'm sure, but that was 20, you know, 15 years ago. So now they're big. So now he's, and it looks like that looks like his, but so he said, he's going to put his his fence right right there and, and cut them all down, which means hack my trees. So does that make me happy? Do I love my neighbor already? 
So I have to, you know, so I'm thinking about that. All right. I have to, I have to like interpret this. It's going to piss me off really bad. And that's a bad feeling. I don't like being pissed. So mm. I'm already deciding on how I'm going to handle that, which is where my thoughts of them for the, so anyways, those kind of things happen in people's lives all the time that, that they have to <clears throat> have to deal with. So when you said, love your neighbors, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't particularly love them, but I got to <laughs> let them live and let them live. Right. I got to let them do their thing. Their yeah. Their my apologies. I totally didn't mean, uh, <laughs> no, I, no, no apologies needed. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, all these cliches and all this mm. religion just stop yeah. you know i mean it, it's 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 crazy that people buy into that because it's not possible it's not possible yeah anyway um you know you mentioned a few times uh last week when we were talking about being semi-retired so what does that mean when you say that you are semi-retired um you know what does that mean um it means that i think i kind of alluded to that a minute too a, a little while ago is that i have to i like not having to deal with the constructs of society mm, gotcha so when i am not working so not leaving uh, i am i am in the moment always in the moment and i love every minute of every moment I cannot tell you how peaceful and how happy and how serene the moment is and everything that I do. Mostly, mostly, you know, creating my flowers and my plants and my pets. And oh, I'll look at them right now. Anyways, so what, 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 the, what pet? No, I'm sorry. I'm at my, my kitties right now. They're oh, right, okay. Gotcha. Right my kitties right now are on the tree. They're just, you know, playing together and it's just fun. Cool. I, mean, I just, I just love that. Anyways, um, so when I have to engage, even, even, even right now, it's hard, it's hard for me to uh, want to, because I'm, I'm, I'm making myself engage with, you know, not so much with you in my ear, because it's, it's just, we're just having a conversation and uh, which has a little construct, not very much, but, um, but going out and, you know, dealing with people and, 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 understanding the constructs that everybody's in oblivious to i'm not so oblivious to it and again i always thought that i was awakened years and years decades ago and i wasn't until just you know recently so um that's what it means to me i do have to i do go to work i do you know participate in that but i so okay i'm not 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 no longer you know 10 12 14 hours a day like i used to okay so, uh, it, and which again, I had to make the determination that enough's enough. I don't need anymore. Okay. So, uh, I, I actually, someone asked me that they sent an email and they were asking what you meant by that. So, okay. I what wanted I meant to, by that? Hmm? what I meant by that. Yeah. Who asked you that? Someone emailed me, Who? uh, you know, because, well, uh, uh you know, our Somebody show, no, a stranger oh. who listened to one of our oh. podcasts last week. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. And I and I went back and listened to it. I remember you saying semi-retired. You said it several times and they were just asking, you know. What is that? What, what that what, meant. Well, that's, well did, did I explain it then? Yeah. 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 Sure. So, you know, we were just talking about living in the now. Mm -hmm. And when you are in business, making your goals, making mm -hmm. your aspirations, making money, you're not living in the moment. You are projecting down the future, what my future is going to be like. Mm 
You, and you have to, you have to, there's no way around that, which also is a part of the aging process. Uh, you have to at 40, 30, 20, 30, 40, 50. And then when you get into your 60s and beyond, it's not so much. You, most of the time, if you did it right in the past, you can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to leave that future. I'm going to live in my, in my, uh, in my moment. Yeah. So I learned that and that's what I want to practice. So that's cool. That's well, I'll, I'll segue from that right into this and you see, you can see that message too on your screen. Can't you? 10. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so sorry about that. That's right. Okay. Um, We'll wait. If it pops off when we get to it, we'll do. We'll we'll log back in. Oh, you so, know what? Speaking of that, when, let me just say. Let me just say one thing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so we don't start the thing. I was thinking earlier too that we do talk this philosophy and life stuff at the beginning, and then we talk, you know, real estate, which uh -huh. I like. I don't know. I don't remember in the past if we intertwined it, but I'm thinking that some people might like the um, the philosophy part of it. And some people might just like the real estate part of it. Oh. So I'm thinking if we have the first half that and the second half or whatever, somebody can yeah. fast forward to the, what they like, or, or knowing that it's all, it's the first part's going to be this. And the second part's going to be real estate. So I think, I think that's a, that's a, might be a good plan. Yeah, you're correct. I'm so, trust me, all these, each one of these shows are tests that I'm running and I'm setting up different structures and I'm playing with things and you're 100% correct. I'm glad you said that, you know, um, I wasn't sure if you were going back and listening to any of the ones. So no, I know that you're to. busy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I am afraid to, it's just like, I don't like having in my picture taken because, um, I never think I look like that. I never mm. think I sound like that. I'm always, yeah. Um, upset and disgruntled over what I had said or how I come off and things like that. So I, I, I choose not to. Yeah. Um, understandable. No worries. Um, I, I'm, it, it, it's all good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to start into this. we got seven minutes and, uh, but uh, I wanted to um, uh, say, you know, for new agents again, because this is wow. where we cut off the other day. We had to cut our wow. talk short. I had to go yeah. to an appointment. We started yeah. late. And um, so we were just talking about that yesterday, specifically um, new agents. When a new agent uh, here in our state gets a license, they pass their test. They're ready to go find a broker and a brokerage to, to, mm. to, to hang their license and to work for. So what should a new agent be looking for? Where oh. they're going to be bombarded? They're already been bombarded with stuff yeah. while they're going through their schooling. So, yeah. what should they be focused on? What should they be looking for? Where See? should they hang their license? Oh God, this is this is a excellent, excellent, excellent question. And I wish, <laughs> I wish I could talk to them all because sometimes it depends on their experience and their goals. So, um, so let's, I'm going to start with saying somebody like I was, um, to start with, and then, and then moving up the lane. And then again, here we're in the age group uh, thing again, but somebody like starting in their twenties that really hasn't probably ever bought or sold a house before and, um, never really, you know, had much experience in any of that worldly stuff, you know, maybe just, you know, uh, so 
Uh, and I always say that you do not know what you do not know. Mm. So uh, with that in mind, um, let me tell you the stuff to avoid. So, and this is going to be a difference of opinion, but there are the biggest recruiter out there touts their training, 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 training. We have all this training. We are the best training. And they come through with their recruit, you know, like crazy. So let me say this about that. They're... Uh, Recruitment effort first should give you an indication. Ah, if they're recruiting me this so hard, you know, they don't even know me. So they must be recruiting everybody. So what kind of attention am I going to get? A training, training, training. So what that means is another classroom situation, generic training. These people, and you don't know to ask, but usually pay, you usually have to eventually pay for this mandatory training. So, you know, talk about a construct, talk about being, talk about being put in a matrix system. So people don't know that they just think, oh, I don't know anything. I need this training. I need this training. I need this training. And that is true. But I know that, and I know this from myself when I experienced this. I know this from my agents when they come in. And I know it from those agents who have been through all the training. Once you're in a position where you have to write a contract or you have to do a listing appointment or you have to do, you know, you're in a real life situation. Your adrenaline is running so hard and so fast. You don't remember any of your training you know nothing about the situation. Those realtors who've been through all that training have asked my realtors, will you help me write this offer? Will you help me write this contract? Because they don't, they don't know how. They've been through it, but not in a real life situation. So I would have to explain to people, and I do when I have the opportunity, what the difference between training and coaching is. Because like training is like learning how to swim on shore. Who can do that? Coaching is being in the water and letting them float, learning how and being there to catch them when they can't and to show them and to hold them when they're stroke, you know, doing this, this learning the different strokes. That's the difference between coaching and training. So now where are they going to get that? Some companies will put you with a mentor where you have to split your commissions with a mentor. Um, and some companies like that one that trains, they also, the one that recruits heavily, they give this also this construct that, Hey, once you're in it, we have these people that mentor you. And then you start earning what, and then once you move up the ladder, you start earning what everybody else earns. You start earning pieces, what they do, but what they don't tell you is you make crap on your deals. Your first many deals. You're what the people that you're working for that you're the team of is making all this money off of your back. You're making crap. And then you're struggling and struggling and they don't last long in the business at all. Um, or they leave soon. Now, every time you leave a broker, your, 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 your one last effort into leaving the business. And I want to, and, and this is boasting. And I don't usually, well, I, I think I'm starting to more than I ever used to. But um, if, a, if a company, if a person comes into my office, 
if they leave my office for any reason, I know that they're going to be out of business before long because I am such a hands-on trainer all the way through. If they won't listen to me, and, and I tell people when they come into my business, you have to have blind faith in me. You have to understand that I've been in this for so long and I've been around the block a million times, but I'm still learning every single day that you have to have blind faith in me. Do not believe in a second that you know more than me about this business. You might have an idea of what you want it to be, but it ain't going to be that way when you first get started. You have to, you have to pay the price and do what I say in order for you to be successful. And people don't want to do that. They want to hide behind their computer. They want to get ready to get ready. They want to do all this stuff and they won't make money. And so they'll, and then they won't make money and they'll blame, they'll blame the broker. Oh, I'm not making money because of the broker. Um, well, in those other cases where I say, well, they do making deals, but they have to give all their money on their deals away. They don't, they don't like that taste either. Look at how hard I work. Look how long it took. And I have to give all my money away. This is crazy. So, um, so, and every time you leave a broker now, there's also corporations that, um, that takes 6% off the top, their commission splits, and they are people mills too. So whenever you have a people mill, where you have all these people, um, then you know chances are, unless you are an incredible self-motivator, unless you already know the business, um, you know, stay away from those. So I would go to a boutique where you're gonna get some personalized attention a mom and pop shop, a boutique, but only if you get that personalized attention. Because if you don't get any personalized attention or any direction or leadership, you're gonna uh, falter and flail more than if you were in the people mills that gives you training. So, what type of personalized attention are you referring to? I'm what talking are some coaching. Examples? If it's mm. not the broker who takes them under the wing, it's gonna be a mentor. Mm. And now when you deal with a mentor, um, it depends on the mentor. Because sometimes the mentors know they're, they're going to get half a, okay, they're going to know they're going to get half of your transaction, but they also have their own business and they're going to. Weird. It was asking me to sign in for some reason. Anyways. Yeah, that's uh, not only frustrating, I apologize. You're right in the middle of thought. And, uh, you know, and I got I, I to gotta go edit all that together after it's yeah. pain in the butt. But anyway, you were right in the middle. You were talking about a mentor getting the half yeah. and they cut right yeah. out. So, so, um, so that personalized and, service and getting a mentor and the mentor knows and then go ahead from there. Like he's yeah. going to be getting well, he or she uh, yeah. the mentor, running their own business. The mentor can be have their own business and be too busy for you. Mm -hmm. So you really do not want the top producer. You really don't want, um, you know, um, so sometimes, you know, you can get a seasoned agent that is, you know, winding down and uh, has been around the block, but isn't working as hard anymore. And they're a great mentor, you know, somebody like Tom. So, um, you know, he's been around the block. He's, he doesn't need the money, want the money. He wants to enjoy his life. Now he's, he's, you know, aging. Mm -hmm. So again, age comes into, comes in the world, but, but that's what you want. So, but you also have to understand the dynamics of the office and, uh, you know, uh, and, and the mandatory, this and mandatory that. So, um, you know, so, so, uh, for an agent not to, uh, make the mistake, uh, 
are what kind of question what should they be asking when they're going to interview a brokerage to so they don't fall on these pitfalls uh um number one will i be working um hand in hand with somebody you know how how will i learn the ropes mm -hmm. but they don't know that training won't do that so sans here's the other thing um if they don't know and they don't talk to somebody to tell them and if they listen to this and they and they and they and and they get sold just like when i told you if you list out list a house then you know uh you know if you get no showings when you first list it no showings it's way overpriced if you get a spattering of showings it's just a little overpriced if you get lots of showings and no offers it's just a little overpriced and if it's priced right you'll get lots of showings so i would have to say to these people that that uh that are starting is that find what you think feels as good of a fit as you think it does right now mm -hmm. learn what you can learn and jump ship before you get all your all your marketing, all your logos, all your everything done. Do, uh, so, uh, so in other words, what I tell a new agent when they first get started is, is, and this is, you wouldn't believe the difficulty in this. You have to get your, what we call a gold mine list done. Your sphere of influence, everybody in the world that you know, I don't care if they're in California or Maine or, or wherever. I need names and numbers for everybody because the people you know who are who you're going to market to first and say, hey, I'm in the business. You're going to practice with the people that you know, even if it's just a little bit, you know them, you're going to practice. And so part of that, part of that um, is after you get, after you get the hundred people minimum, which people never do, um, I'm going to tell you that you're going to contact five people and let them know. And then you're going to call those five people and engage in a conversation. And I'm going to tell you what to say and how to do this, because you're going to learn your, your dialogue. You're going to learn what you, how to handle the sales process hands-on mm -hmm. with people that, you know, so, it, so, you know, it's awkward at first, but you're going to learn how to get past that awkward. Every I've told you how many times I've, I've told you, you're going to say the same thing over and over and over and over and over, but you have to figure out what you're going to say and how you're going to say it and all that. So, um, but people don't, people don't know that when they're first getting in the business. Right. So, so what you have to do when you first, when you first sign up with a broker, see if you're getting that lead, see mm -hmm. if you're being told that if you're just being shoved in a class, go to the classes, mm -hmm. pick up what you can pick up and then leave immediately. When you, uh, when when you say they they leave uh, because and you're talking about the, the those those places where there's a whole team and they're taking all the money that, are they leaving because they're just not making money on these deals yeah. as typically as that's what's happening and they and feel like sometimes they're getting, you don't like and, the people on your team and you don't like the team and these things yeah do, do you think it's, that there's a benefit um, that uh, does it show like say you know the because does that inflate their sales numbers and make them look more experienced than the they are? experienced ones? Absolutely. All those numbers go to the team leader. They that's don't go they to the new agent? No. Oh, see, that's what I was getting at. I was wondering. No, about they that don't. Well. They get nothing out of that. Yeah. How discouraging is that? That would be very, very uh, oh discouraging. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. horrible. Horrible. Oh, I would be. And they, and they are a people mill in the mm -hmm. sense that the, they have people leave and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so fast, but they get their that. money in their initial payments for, you know, the, the classes, they have mandatory mm -hmm. this, that costs mandatory that, that costs, 
whenever you have any mandatory anything that costs money, avoid it if you can, because mm. it's not where you're going to stay. People mills are not where you're going to stay. The new agent signs on with a broker, brokerage is not liking it, starts seeing some of these problems. How long do they wait? When do they make a change? When is it good to make a change? So, uh, you know? All right. Uh, Here's what I have to say about that. If you, and if you do not listen to the broker, if you are think you know better, then it doesn't matter what broker you go to. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. That's number one. When I go to the, the broker meetings, broker summits, that's the number one. They know when a person's not going to be not going to survive the business because they won't listen. Right. So um, uh, number one, listen to your broker. So uh, no matter what brokerage you go to. Now, if, if you happen to go, I know uh, we have an agent that went to uh, a boutique way down in a different part of uh, the county, actually not even this county. Um, and that broker um, started ripping them off the commissions. Oh. So instead of paying full commission, well, wait a minute, you owe me for this, you owe me for that. And he said, well, well, wait a minute, you know, I helped you too much on this one, blah, blah, blah. So the second you realize that there's no integrity, that you're working with a broker has no integrity, leave, only bad news. Right. So, and that happens all the time. Right? I was just going to say that, that I've yeah. just personally seen some people hawking as their brokers. I don't know how long, maybe they just got it and they're trying to recruit and you can just tell these people are idiots. I'm not going, what is, you know what I mean? So I would say that just like uh, there's a sea of bad agents out there, is it possible there's a sea of bad Oh, sure. Just like there. in any industry. In the industry, in right. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, so if you obviously, if you encounter fraud or something like that, that's or, easy, uh, I would hope for someone to say, I'm out well, of here. You know, you're well, keeping my commission. That's, that's not retarded. necessarily fraud as much as it is. I didn't mean to say fraud. That was the wrong yeah. word to use. That was yeah. wrong word to use. A, a um, sort of mm. a misrepresentation. But as soon as you have some, you know what? Be aware of your red flags. The yeah. problem but, is most of these new agents don't know a red flag if they saw it. I, and that goes along with what you were saying is how much experience does the person have already? How right. confident are they? Are they a good salesperson? Are have they, they scared of everything? Before? Have they right. been in a business? Have they sold a product before? Anything? Yeah, salespeople, like things, that's correct. Right. What, are you, what are you starting with? Right. So a lot, of season, a lot of people that have been in sales their whole life, they know. They can yeah. talk to somebody and know. Right. So um, they, you know, again, that's your level of consciousness, right? So, um, so what do you, uh, this is just something I thought of, uh, uh, I'm thinking kind of the future as well. Like, I guess as a broker, um, you're interviewing them too. You, uh, you might oh, see yeah. something and say, Oh, oh uh, yeah. this person isn't going to work right. out. All oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. It's no different yeah. than you're interviewing your sellers or your buyers. You say, right. dude, I don't want to work with this person. Right. They are definitely not a fit. Yeah, absolutely. But at the not same the people mills, though, the people, no. the, the uh, companies no. that are people mills, no. they want everybody because they're taking their monies right off the tops. Yeah, well, you and, know and, and they also know that everybody comes in with at least a deal because they tell people all this time, hey, I'm going to get my license. Wait, 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 I'm going to get my license. So mm -hmm. these people mills know that these people that they're recruiting not only will give them fees for the stuff, okay. but they'll bring in a deal and then oh, let yeah. them go. That's oh, what yeah. they do. And as long as they're paying And the harder fees, the recruiters are, the no, you, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. So if a company gives you, you know, calls you constantly, emails you constantly, they're a people mill, stay away. Yeah. 
uh, that's with any anything to anyone who's listening. Right. <laughs> you know, military recruitment, anything, that, right? That uh, dealer, you know, right. when they're heavy on recruiting, <laughs> there's a reason yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> when they're not, when they're not just accepting everybody, yeah, yeah. there's also a reason why. Right. right? You know. Right. So. Right. Um, but but back to back to what we were saying about an agent. So um, you know, deciding when to make a change. You know, and um, and I and I kind of bring this up because we've talked about it before. Not that I brought it up. You've mentioned it to me before in the past. Like uh, I believe you used the words like the kiss of death, like uh, bouncing around. Um, yeah. from broker to broker. And, yeah, and getting ready that. to get ready as a kiss of death, uh, uh, hiding behind technology is a kiss of death. And honestly, so. even when I say that out loud, in my mind, this is me from my point of view, that's somebody who is has no discipline anyway. If they're just bouncing around, then they got other problems. Well, you know, it's, be doing it's, it. but, but what we're specifically talking about is a legit reason, right? For an agent, oh man, I've been here for six months. I've wasted all this time, but I just this place isn't right. Like if you feel, what it, are your recommendations? You, you, you like, feel it. You, I mean, right. you, you know, you just, you just, that's one of those things. Like you're in a relationship. It's a relationship. Yeah. You're in a bad relationship. I don't care what kind of relationship it is. You have to identify this isn't what I'm hoping this isn't, you know, but what I, what I have. So that's, that's, but with that said, you have to look in the mirror too. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and say, well, I haven't had an agent and, you know, she wanted to be an investor. She got into this to be an investor, but she had to make money in real estate. I mean, she didn't have a lot of money to be an investor. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to become an investor. So I said, okay, but you have to learn the business this way. But because she wanted to be investors, she just wanted to work with investors. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, you can't, you can't just work with investors. Number one, they will use and abuse you. And th- they're not an emotional. It's not a regular sales. It's all numbers to them. And they will, and, 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 and they will eat you up and spit you out. Oh, but she was determined. She wouldn't listen to me. She was determined. And then of course, when that started to happen, it was my fault. Right. So what she did is she went to another company to be an assistant of a, to be the assistant of an investor that was also an agent at this company. He was, she was going to be uh, his buyer's agent looking mm. only for investment properties for him. Okay. Now, come on. So I'm telling her, you can't do that. This, <laughs> you're not going to end up in this business if you do that. Yeah. So of course, she's not in the business now. You can't, you can't make money doing that. They use and abuse you. You have to listen to me. This is uh, how, this is how the, you know, uh, capitalism at its fine. This is how people make money so easily in this country is because so many people want to make money, but they don't want to put in the work. They don't want to put in the effort. They just want somebody to sell them on an idea that, Hey, come over here, man. We can, you're good. You don't got to do nothing. You got to right. do nothing. We're going to make you a bunch of money. Yeah, and then right. they turn you. It and sounds too good to be true. In. Yeah, it is, man. It, 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 everything, man. You, you got to put in the work, right? Yeah. So it sounds like that's something she may have been that someone along those lines right she didn't but she, she just, just she yeah. you know she was older yeah. and she just knew what she wanted yeah and it was different than the road i told her she needed to go down 
I don't yeah. want to go down that road. She was a hard worker, but I don't want to go down that road, Julie. I want to go down this road. Yeah. I said, you're going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry. Yeah. Everybody has to start this way. Um, does it, uh, do you think there's any negative impact at all if uh, an agent changes brokers? Uh, yes, absolutely, without a doubt. But later on, more so than at the very beginning. That's why I say, if you go- Later there, on, once you're established, you mean? That's right. Once, sure. you've been, once you've been marketing yourself, because, and see, that's the other thing that I want to tell people. And uh, again, in my company, I promote them and their business. I don't say, I don't say, you know, it's all about Suncoast Group Realtors. It's all about you and your business. You promote you and your brand. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to use our logo underneath because that's Correct. the law, but right. you don't put that for, when you go to, when you go to corporations, they want their brand. They want you to advertise them more than everything. You got that and that's right. That's not what you want to do. <laughs> so if you want, so uh, as soon as you realize that you're not, nobody's promoting you personally, but promoting this team or promoting that, and the, and and you're just kind of going, becoming a wallflower, you know, bail. You want yeah. somebody that promotes you in your company, and if they, <laughs> and that's and that's it. It's it's all about service to other people. Yes. And, and then what, once you hire those people, once you better those people and show them, they're not going to leave you. They love you. They love right. the fact that they're making money with you, that they're happy, that right. you're there for them. And, and then you, the, the, that's the company you want to work for. Right. They don't and nickel if, and dime you to death. And if you do, God forbid, for whatever reason, I mean, maybe a broker shuts, for whatever life reason or whatever, you do have to make a change. You're some established five years, you got your customer base, but they they hired you. They love you. You you provided them the service. They don't right. really necessarily I, care what the logo is on your business no, card. They're hiring right. Mrs. or Mr. So-and-so agent. That is absolutely right. Right, right. So that's a big telltale sign in along these lines too. If you're going to uh, exactly what you said, if the brokerage is promoting all their stuff, oh, we have what that they do. They have oh, we have all this pro, all this um, a lit, uh, uh, marketing literature, mar literature, marketing literature mar you yeah. can use. Well, yeah, that's because it's all in their name. You're not anywhere on there. You're you right. might put your stamp on it, the but pictures they, they use are even stock photos. They're not even right. real agents That's because correct. they know that they're not going to have the same agents a year from now. So we're going to use stock people. That's great. Right? Yeah. That's, That's all and, and interesting the, stuff. And That's, this business is a sales business. And not hmm. only is it sales, it is selling them home family. This, this is like, you know, this is like, you want somebody, you want somebody that that understands all that, you know? So, so it's all relationship, all relationship. So once you're in the business and you created a relationship, then, you know, uh, uh, you, you have to have your systems in place. And, mm -hmm. but when you jump ship, then you have to tell everybody that you jump ship and, and it's just a upward battle again. You don't really want to do that. And pretty, so yeah. you should find a place that you're, you feel at home right away. If you don't feel at home and if it's a mill or, you know, even, even this one company, um, there's such a people mill that their liability is so high that they have to have a gazillion disclosure signed on every transaction as a buyer's rep, as a seller's, as a listing agent. And when they come, when I see, when I see them bring an offer to me, 
I say, you better bring me all your documents at once because I am not coming back to my seller and wasting my time and their time signing the documents your broker requires because nobody in that company really knows what they're doing. And the liability is so high. Wow. So forget it. And I yeah. have people begging me. Well, you had that begging me and begging me. I need this. I need this <laughs> at closing. Give yeah. it to the closer. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my seller's time. Yeah. And, and you know, even, you know, so, and that's what you're dealing with over and And, and the amount of just the, the lack of no, not like you said, nothing, nothing. It's like they come at you with something that should have been, you should have gave me this at the very yeah. beginning. We're yeah. closing in two days. What are you and, talking about? And, and they literally people, are like clueless. They're like, and they've been through training after training, after training, after right. training. After that training. you can tell that they are not driving their own ship. That's <laughs> what are, I'm saying. They are sitting in the back of the bus. You and know? they belong to a team that's busy. That doesn't really have anything to do with them except for getting some of their commission. You know, that it's interesting. So uh, this is just an anecdote of experience. Uh, one particular agent guy, very, very nice guy, but uh, and great deal. Uh, but uh, kind of along the lines we were talking about and working for one of those companies. Uh, but we built a decent rapport. Like I said, very, very nice guy. And he questioned me a lot, a lot. And I, I liked him. So I gave him my advice. Right. He's asking me advice. A lot of it was right. uh, not just to this business, but typical sales advice and right. and, and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of sure. it was through this business. A lot of it I learned uh, uh, with you. And um, but then I, uh, for whatever reason, I just uh, I, I was working on our deal. I had it open already, and I went. And I pulled him up. I just wanted to kind of see, look at his background. You know where mm -hmm. I came. I used to. Recruit yeah. agents, so I, you know, I just yeah. let's see what and I says, oh, well, man, this guy sounded like he, he was struggling all this, but he's got, he, I mean, it looks like he's doing well. And then I, our discussion right now, it makes me think, oh well, he's probably not getting but a little teeny teeny little percent of the commission on that deal. Oh, it probably all went to that entire team of all these people that he has no idea what's going on. You think that's a possibility? Sure. Where, it's, where an agent, it looks like they have a bunch of sales, but you know they're they're not necessarily making a bunch of money because yeah, right. it's all going to. Well, usually, usually they the the numbers go to the team leader or somebody uh -huh. else in the team, and not them. Yeah. But if they have the if they have but it, they, if they, see that's what happens too. If you and that's the reason why these agents are recruiting. Because mm -hmm. if the agent recruits you, now they're coming under your team, your umbrella, their numbers, and that goes to you. Correct. You're not doing any yet, but theirs is. But you could be brand new in the business. Does the but, does but the, you recruited a couple people? Does the subordinate guy get you know uh, because no numbers, just a little bit, no numbers, just a little bit of money, not even that much. So when there when there's a second uh, agent listed, he doesn't get the he doesn't get credit for the sale. Only the the no. Agent usually, one? it depends on who the team leader is. Oh, so okay. um, I've had um, I've had it that they wanted the second agent reported because that was the team leader, but they uh -huh. wanted the first agent to get all the calls. Uh -huh. so right, the right. Agent, so the first but only agent, one agent gets credit for the sale. That's correct. Ah, okay. I didn't know that. I thought like uh, even our, our office right now, like Teresa and, and Tommy, they, ha uh, you know, they're doing something. So I was thinking when that, they sell that property, they both get credit, but only one agent will get credit. For get the, the numbers sale. on the MLS. So, you know, the, uh, and the, uh, our office numbers are split, but mm -hmm. not on the MLS. It's only no, one no. agent on the MLS. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And so and those are the numbers that people see. 
And those are the numbers that people see. Aren't those also the numbers that you can legally use for your marketing, right? So even though you say you have 6 million sold in this past few months, you could have 10 agents working for you and they could be all their figures and you, you're not doing anything. I wasn't going to bring it up, but that's kind of what I was working yeah. in the back of my head while I was right. talking to you about this, that, that whole, I did this much last year and right. you know, who knows what they really did no, they and who didn't. cares? And plus yeah. people, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, okay. So, but on the other side of that picture, uh-huh. let me say this, you know, and even to you uh, and, and to new agents. So as a new agent, now you have to list to last. Listing is the name of the game. You can hold a portfolio of 20 or 40 listings at any given time where one of 10,000 realtors might sell it. You cannot run 20 or 40 buyers around at any given time. So listing is the name of the game. But when you first get into the business, that is, you're up against some heavy hitters that have been around. You don't know enough to bring home that listing unless, you know, it's unless, you know, you know them or it was referred to you or, you know, certainly you get listings, right. but you're not, you're not the listing machine that people are when they're a listing agent. Now, also in order to be a listing agent, you have to know numbers, you have to know values, you have to know players, you have to know. And the only way you know in order to strut your stuff at a listing appointment is by having some sales and being a buyer's agent to begin with. You have to go show houses. You have to see houses. You have to learn values. You have to look at the updates. You have to do all this stuff. So for a for a uh, somebody to brand new getting in the business to work under a listing agent as their buyer's as their uh, buyer's agent until they're up and and leave and go on their own, that's a good way to do it. But see, they don't structure it that way. They, mm. Once you're there, you're there. It's yeah. like a pyramid thing. The more mm. you bring in, then you start getting your own. Um, or if you, you know, then you can spin off and have your own, but there's teams. Whenever you see a team, you know, suspect the red flag. That's not, that's not what's going on. Yeah. Unless it's a team, like a family member, <laughs> husband and wife and kids and things like that. 100%, yeah. That and another red flag. I, I, we're kind of, I'm kind of probably beating this to death, but I just want to say it one more time in a different way. But another red flag is uh, if they're pushing you to recruit, to recruit, to recruit, right. mm-hmm. you're not, they're not training you to be an agent. Right. <laughs> it's only for them. It's only for them. And, but with There's, an illusion. It's an illusion. An that's illusion how pyramid schemes that work. That's correct. Like, hey, listen, you sell this much Tupperware. No, you get someone else to sell this much, and then you get right. their percentage. You don't have to. But sell they don't ever sell. Do you know what the fall through is? Nobody ever sells. But but every time somebody comes in, like I said, they have all these fees that they have to pay. That's they right. always have at least one deal under their belt. That's right. And that's it. That's right. And even even the ones that didn't, they got those fees. You know. That's right. And they wasted that person's time. That's you know, right. just, just, just wrung them out like a wet it's, rag. Just It bleh. sounds, it sounds, you know, it's, it's all in the sales, right? It sounds yep. inviting. Yep. But in my point of view is it's you, it's your business. It's your life. It's mm-hmm. your world. Do not involve, don't even be partners with somebody else unless it's a spouse, because right. inevitably even spouses have battles about it, but inevitably I've never seen a team, uh, not get pissed at the other one because they're splitting it, but that other one did more work. 
every single time guaranteed. So if you're going to have that uh, mentor thing, uh, have a, a new agent as a buyer's agent, if you become, when you're now a listing agent and you have listings and you no longer take the buyer calls, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my buyer calls. You take the buyer calls, you sell them, you know, and then there's a, there's a split there, but that's not, that's not promising a lifelong thing. That's until, you know, the listing agent knows that's until this, this buyer, this buyer's agent right now matures, understands, learns, and then boom, <clears> they, <throat> they got their own business, not yours. And then they're off. And then you sometimes, you know, you, then I see uh, some, in other companies, uh, uh, because I, I always make it, this is how it works. So this is what to expect. Other companies say, no, you keep them and then you're going to make a lot of money from them and you're going to keep them as your buyer's agent, blah, 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 blah. It, it shouldn't work that way. Just like, just like you know, um, so, many, so many people want to get their broker's license and, and do their own brokers. And, you know, we've got a, I've got in my company right now, four brokers. They choose not to go out and do their own thing because they get a great split with me. We got a great relationship. They don't have to do all that it takes to be a broker. And, and, and but they have the, you know, broker associate, they have that. They tell everybody they're a broker and it's a wonderful thing. But yeah. if they wanted to go out and do their own thing as a broker, you know what? Good for you. Yeah, right. You know, make yeah. your, make your, make your world. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. That 100%. Exactly right. Yeah. So cool. So when you're, when you're, when a new agent, they see, they're afraid, first of all, they're afraid that, you know, I don't know what I don't know. And then they get sold into this, into this team world and a paramount, uh, you know, and then they, and then, so, you know, if you can tell them, don't do that. Or, you know, I, I we just had a meeting yesterday when we should who, do that. Who did? Uh, me and Tom. Oh, okay. Um, you know, about well, we'll, we'll talk about this, uh, okay. off. Sure. Um, but, um, actually for recruiting purposes, hitting that company, um, within first six months, somebody's there is the best time to, um, to, you know, you know, say, Hey, they promised you, they promised you gold. Have you got, oh, it? well, you know where I came from. That I was head hunting. That's what I was doing. That's so right. I know all about that. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And yeah. so once they get a taste of it, mm -hmm. then sometimes that's the best way. But people don't really know because it sounds so good and people believe what they want to believe. Mm -hmm. And it sounds good. But once you're there, you're going, oh, I'll tell you this joke. Oh, it's about, let me see if I can remember it real quick. We have, um, so um, the joke is about, uh, oh crap. I'm not going to say it now because I got to think about it. It's a great joke. It was, a, it's, it's the fact that, Hey, you were just, you were just a um, prospect before. Once you're, once you're under the wing, you're no longer a prospect. We don't have to, we don't have to promise you the world. It's about somebody being promised heaven. If they do this, they'll be promised heaven. Right. So they finally said yes. And boom, they're in the depths of hell. All and right. they said, what happened? What happened? Oh, you were only a prospect then. Oh uh, yeah. I get that. Sure. Yeah, I get that. So once you're not a prospect anymore, and once yeah, you, you know, and that's man, that's it, that's to me, that's evil. It's evil companies, man. Evil, you're not, you know what I mean. That's not service. You're not taking care of people. You're not help, healing, helping the world by doing. Well, that, that's right? well, see, but that's that's a corporate part of it. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm 100%. saying about corporations. 100%. Individually, they are great people, but together yeah. they have a certain goal, and it's not yeah. for you. No, no, not at all. Right. That's why. That's why a boutique, a mom and pop, is yeah. better. Mm -hmm. because they're not corporate 
And but you have to find, you know, know, yeah, and you have to find direction there because they don't all provide direction. Yeah. And, you know, I I I think I've said this before and I believe I say this all the time, like it's easier to uh, I say customer, but, uh, you know, an employee, it's easier to keep an employee than than the call. It's cheaper. It's easier to keep an employee on than to pay or to find a new one to recruit a new one. Right. To go through that process over and over again. Most models should be, but some models aren't like that. right? Right. And then, um, and I don't think that I was thinking that clearly, but also, what was it, Richard Branson, who who says, uh, you know, train your train your people, man, uh, so they can go off and do, right. they can leave your company and go off right. and do it on their own. Right. But train your replacement. Tra- right. But train them so well that they that they can they they right. can leave. They can go anywhere they want. But and they won't because they love you. But treat them so well that they won't. That's right. So you train them well that they can, but you treat them well that they won't. That is absolutely right. Without a doubt. Yeah. And that's another axiom for life, right? Um, Oh, well, before we go back. Oh, shoot. Let me hold on. Let me just tell her. I just got, she called twice. I got to tell her I'm going to call her back in a minute. Okay. Hold on. Here, log back in. I'm going to stop this right now while you're doing that. Log right back in. Right. Not it, that we're going to stay on the whole time, but I just don't want, just in case we go another eight minutes, okay. I don't want it to cut off on us anymore. I'll be back in a second, though. All right. Okay. Okay. You know, I want to say one thing to that whole thing. Yeah. There's a, another part about recruiting um, agents. Um, you know, in the day, everybody had to go to the office. Everybody got a cubicle or whatever. Um, and the high producers got offices or whatever. Um, and everything was done in the office. Well, nothing, hardly anything is done in the office anymore. And uh, so, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I can hear you. All right. So, uh, um, so a lot of times the glamour of an office persuades some agents to go there because, um, you know, it just looks nice, big, glamorous, professional, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, um, and that's enticing, you know, for some people, I guess. Right. Well, and it can be, you know, and at one point, at one point it, it was, well, at one point it was very, sure. I mean, just look at the movies of the time. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. So, but you hardly ever meet anybody in the office. We used to bring people back to write an offer. Offers are done online. You meet people at the home. You go to, you know, it's, it, you hardly ever, ever bring anybody to the office, maybe to close. But even then, most of the time you close in title companies, offices, or a lot of times title companies don't have offices. So, you know, anyways, yeah. um, that is a lure to a lot of people. Yeah. And it shouldn't I- be, but it is. It shouldn't be. When you were saying that, you know what I thought about that? Uh, uh, not that it's a lure or it should be or anything. It just made me think about this. That has changed with the times and that I wish was still here. I've told you this before is uh, driving customers around in your car. Yeah. yeah. And I've already told you every time I can get a customer yeah. in my car, I love it. That's half where half deals are. Right. Oh, man. You betcha. It's the best. You betcha. It's That's not correct. that you have them trapped but no. you have them trapped, right? They're, you know, that's right. And, you know, that's right. uh, that you can hear them. You can hear you yeah. are, uh, you, you 
are in, I mean, it's just a great atmosphere. You know, you can talk about things as you're driving through neighborhoods up to the property, right. you know, I just, I, I, that's something where, um, these days, everybody just, you know, I'll meet you there. We'll follow well, you know we'll our car. A but lot of time that's there are a lot of time that's easier, but sometimes you can meet them at the first house and say, Hey, come on guys, jump in with me and I'll bring you back here. Save Absolutely. your gas. I'll use yeah. mine. Yeah. Especially you know, I had an opportunity. Yeah, uh, was opportunity. I was going to do that one day and uh, they showed up. I was expecting the husband and the wife and they showed up and they had four kids with them. Mm. And I was like, I ain't letting them dirty little kids in my backseat of my car. Well, there's an uh, there's an alternative. There's a workaround for that. Yeah, well, I'm, they, joking, they enough, I'm joking. I'm joking. Jump in with the them and pay for gas. <laughs> yeah, I hey, you know what? One day I hopped into their minivan though. Yeah, right, I did. So they saying. had the family, and right. uh, we were early to one of the properties. It was uh, owner occupied. So uh, I parked my car there. I walked over to their van and uh, we actually says, uh, I says, uh, you know, well, the other, there's another uh, property I wanted to show you that's around the corner and there's a little coffee shop over here. We can go hit that. Um, and uh, he was like, yeah, you want to hop in? And I hop yeah, in. That's right. and it was the same environment. Didn't matter right. that I wasn't driving. No, that's right. Same thing. We used to do that sometimes too, because Rapport of the kids was and being the car seats and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. Um, now that should doesn't have to have gone to the wayside. You know, that is a very important tactic and strategy that I'm glad that you that you hit upon because that yeah. still should be um, it, taught because that I, is very important. Hopefully that's what I'm conveying to you right now. And I did when I was always excited and I told you yeah. about it in the past, like I'm yeah. actively looking for yeah. that any opportunity to right. pick you up to, you know, to, to, to do that. Right. Any, uh, yeah. Right. I, I just, I, I think that's great. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> were we anywhere before this happened? This, Oh God, you know, technology is the best when it works your way, yeah. man. But when it, yeah. when it, I think, you know, I think we beat that horse. Um, yeah, we did. And, yeah. um, which is I'm a sorry. horrible cliche, but <laughs> it goes right hand in hand with skinning cats. But... I was going to say, it's, you said it's better than the skinning cats one, which you said you weren't going to say anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right, if I'm you want to spend a few more minutes, uh, we can touch on this. Uh, um, but I'll say this. So I'll just say this now. So I'm going to structure uh, whenever we do them the next week, couple weeks. Um, <clears throat> So uh, I agree with you. I like uh, when we come on here sometimes off the cuff, we just talk a little bit and then we get into a few right. things. I write some notes down. I love that format. But some of the other bigger uh, full show topics that we've touched on here and there, and I've says, we're going to get back to that. We're going to get back to that. Oh, those okay. ones I want to, and we're learning here. Obviously I'm learning mm -hmm. those. I want to be pre-planned shows. I want to kind of okay. have a little bit of structure so I can come in. Hey, how you doing? And we can get right to it and knock All it right, out. Good. Okay. So the uh, uh, one uh, I'm going to uh, work on is, uh, you know, the whole uh, story of Anna's experience mm -hmm. uh, being a female in the business, mm -hmm. importance of female mentors, what it takes mm -hmm. to lead, teach mm -hmm. your failures, your successes, your experiences from your perspective. So that's going to be one that we're going to do uh, like that. And then the other one's going to be uh, kind of a continuation of, of well, not really today uh, with the brokerages, but more about a new agent and, you know, those things you should be doing at the beginning, you know, you're, right. you're farming, you're building your sphere of influence, the do's and don'ts, 
you know, being a salesman, daily goals, weekly goals, monthly, I'm going right. to kind of structure that kind of right. into one show where it right. goes into little sections. Okay. Um, and so, uh, again, um, work in progress here, but that's what yeah. I just, that, I'm going to do that. And then uh, I wanted to mention this because uh, earlier uh, you had mentioned this and I agree. And uh, like I said, all of these are, I'm kind of testing on the back end here when I go to edit all these. And now I got to edit these because Zoom yeah. keeps cut, cutting off on us and, and some things, you know, uh, but it's fun, you know, it's, it's, it's a project and I work on it, but I get to, li I listen to these a lot and I put things together and I'm just testing things. And uh, so with that being said, um, I just want to let you know, from my perspective, um, <clears throat> and we're just talking amongst each other, I'm, I could completely cut this out. But when I come on, I agree with you. I, I like we come on. Maybe we talk about a little bit of world events, some success habits, some philosophy, whatever we're talking about. And then we kind of segue into into real estate. And some of my favorite shows that we've already recorded, they go they go right like that format. Hey, how you doing? We okay. and then it just naturally goes into you think it's something. I think something. We have a great little discussion, and then right. somehow it kind of naturally flows into real estate, and then we talk, and it's All great, right, good. right? That's good. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. With that being said. <laughs> Because some of it, some of it gets long winded, it gets crazy, and it's all kinds yeah, of like, like today. today, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, and also I wanted to, you know, you said it's early in the morning, and and we haven't talked about you, you know, what's going on personally with you, and if you're taking medic, uh, I, you said you take medications in the morning, sometimes like that. So you know that that comes to play too. But anyway, from my perspective, just to let you know, when I bring up those things. Um, here in this in this setting in this context i'm always coming from the view i'm kind of relating it as if someone's listening to the show knowing uh, uh, uh kind of like success habits and thoughts and the power of positive thinking and applying okay. it as we segue into real estate okay. and not necessarily getting into my own strong personal beliefs or the okay. world or you know stuff you. like I'm that hearing you. yeah 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 trying to keep okay. it uh serious and real but not get too heavy. Okay, and, you I know, get heavy. Uh, I definitely get heavy. Which, hey, no worries. But, um, and again, okay. all these you. shows were, are, are different and that's what I like about it, right? But just uh, just so you know- um, Okay, I get it. That, right? You don't yeah. have to tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, did uh, Did you have anything that you wanted to bring up? No? Um, well, you know, I, I, you know, not off the top of my head. So uh -huh. if I do, I'll write it down for next time. But I really enjoy um, answering your questions because that's 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 what I like. So absolutely, the that you have, and I can just uh, answer. Yeah, them, so. yeah. And you know, if anybody else, if, if you know, you said you had a question before mm -hmm. from somebody wanting to know about that. If you get any, you know, maybe one hundred percent. Anybody has any questions that we can answer? Or other questions, if anybody ever. Happy, yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, not necessarily just realtors, but yeah. you know, buyers or sellers too, if they want to hear of course. Too, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of ideas. Again, this is uh we're keeping this nice and natural and fun. And uh when um you know when you when you're building organically like this, and uh we're never gonna make this, this is always just gonna be a little hobby and fun and stuff, but um 
you know, it's generally, you know, a year before anyone's really, really actively listening and following and stuff like that. So right now, that's, that's great. Because I can work out the kinks, fucking technological stuff, you know, we can figure out formats, what we're doing, but I like it. Yeah. When I'm editing, I have a blast. I'm yeah. listening to it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, our talks are interesting, it, regardless of what it's about. Um, yeah. The name of our show is great because it isn't just real estate. Right. We're just having a real discussion. Yeah. Man, right. right? right. Um, yeah. But uh, I also uh, earlier uh, to this uh, uh, at the beginning, um, I, I don't. And I preface this before when we're talking just for anyone who does listen, maybe in the future that I don't know shit, man. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm a, I'm intrigued and fascinated by anything. I love absorbing new ideas and knowledge, yeah. um, but I'm going to use the wrong vocabulary. I'm going to say things sure. the wrong way. Um, and my worst thing is when I feel like I, um, I, I maybe said something in the wrong way and kind of got you a little upset and i'm like oh shit man i didn't mean to do that man Fuck, um, let me let me kind well, of do let me get this think, let me get this train back on the tracks you know well, you know it's funny because um i have to i people think that i'm upset because um i maybe start talking a little louder or a little faster or something but i just get excitable oh and, absolutely and yeah. so when I'm, I get intense, it's always been my nature and I'm not, you know, upset unless, you know, somebody does something specifically and um, crosses my personal boundaries, um, then I'll, I'll let them know. But otherwise, uh, don't think that anybody's upsetting me. I mean, don't think you're upset. Upset's me. the wrong word too. Again, I didn't even mean to you use know, that. That's what I'm... I always say about communication because, no. because any communication, you use words, I use words, the other person, you know, doesn't mean exactly that. And, and communication is a very, very, very difficult thing. Anyway. Exactly. And, I, and that's exactly why I'm communicating this, these thoughts with you right now, right? Because I want this, especially like I am cognizant, like I am editing this for uh, uh someone's going to hear it you know and um so to to for for you to know that um <clears throat> i we can talk about this shit all day long on the phone recorded yeah. unrecorded i don't care yeah. right it's great yeah. right yeah. um yeah. Right. you don't upset me i'm uh, um i'm not scared of 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 topics and discussions but um i also uh you know um uh want you to know that i'm i'm just kind of uh coming across again i, I already said it just uh from the point of view that uh you know um we're we're uh shit i think you get get what i'm saying yeah right yeah but yeah. I, I i warn you yeah if you ask me for my opinion on something, you're gonna get it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I'm not shy. Sure. <laughs> okay, just, that's, a, that's a forewarning. So, and it might not. It's, not, it's generally not what the um, masses think. So, uh, yeah, just like- yeah, and 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 uh, that is serious with me. And I also, I care about you too. And when I say these things, it isn't just for me too. Like I firmly do believe that. Uh, um, uh, less time <laughs> can be utilized in our daily lives, uh, focusing on, uh, 
what the hell other people think. Oh, you know what? You know what? Oh. It just crossed my mind just now. <laughs> What's that? Is that, you know, I told you I was many different people over the course of my life. Yeah. Some I don't even recognize anymore. <laughs> but the things that I thought were crazy, freaking crazy in the day, I believe with all my heart now. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, man? Yeah. 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 That's, crazy. like I said, uh, these terms that were negative, like being a flip-flopper and changing your mind. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm right. allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to learn. I'm allowed grow, to grow. Right, right, I'm allowed right. to change my perspective. Right. 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 right yeah. Right. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's sort of like it's sort of like blue cheese in the sense that I hated, 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 hated blue cheese when I was a kid, and I absolutely love it now. I can't believe you just said that right now. I can't believe you just said that right now. Do you? I want to ask you this. Do you remember when that when that switch changed? What happened? Do you, do you, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, the reason I'm asking you this and I'm thinking while I'm saying this, bleach, ugh, my entire yeah. life, I didn't even, I didn't even need to try it. Just the yeah. word, just the name of it. I was like, you I'll smell. take ranch. Yeah. I ain't messing with no blue yeah. cheese. You ain't put yeah. blue cheese on my burger. <laughs> I went up to Wisconsin. They got blue cheese everywhere. You ain't doing that, man. Yeah. It's disgusting. But now, and, and I knew a guy, he was from, uh, you know, up there in the Northeast. And he thought we were ignorant hicks down here with our ranch dressing. He didn't understand yeah. it. He would right. never use it. Blue cheese yeah. all the way. Yeah. Now. And that, I mean, that was a, I was never going to even try that stuff. Yeah. Now at blue cheese, man, I love it. Can't get enough. Love I know. It, Can't get enough. You know, what's funny <laughs> to me, huh? it tastes like ranch. <laughs> no. it, it has like, it has the, well, it, it does a, it, it in a way. Me. I tell you what, I told this, my granddaughter once that uh, she wanted ranch. I didn't have any ranch. So I gave her blue cheese and she didn't know the difference. Right. Yeah. I took out the chunks. <laughs> to take out the chunks, right? Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't remember when that happened. That's why I asked you. Literally, I was well, thinking. I remember while I when was that happened that. for me, it was actually in some food and it was, it wasn't a crumbles, it was melted. And I loved whatever it was. And they told me, I said, no freaking way. And then I had one in a stuffed olive martini. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm really into this now. And then, of course, with red wine, and then you start pairing, and then it's just like, wow, there's no. I want to, I want a stuffed olive <laughs> blue Bautini. cheese right now. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. I might be uh, getting some new uh, products at the grocery store today. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's so. Cool. When, so, um, I guess, as a matter of fact, I'm supposed to be meeting somebody at one, and I got to prepare okay. for them, so. I wanted to, let's end, uh, uh, well, uh, did you, um, I'm sorry, uh, I wanted to say this, uh, I don't know how I was going to work this in, but this was the quote of the day, oh yeah, I got this last night, I should have put who said this though, but it doesn't really matter, um, I heard this last night, it says, um, it says, once you step out of the fear of what other people think, then you step out of the biggest prison anyone can live in. Oh my God, I love it. I absolutely love it. Do you know? Yeah. You know, and I, 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 added my own. I know that to my core. I know that to my core. I still sometimes have to double check myself and say, 
what the hell do you care for? I know. I still, I have to consciously say, <gasps> that's yeah. And then I, and then I stop and shake it off. I mean, I even though that's to my core now, I still to this day have to shake it off. I, it's, it's a it's, small it's, prison when you shake it off. It's another cheat code. I call these cheat codes. I was doing it yesterday and I didn't, and I realized it. I was at the auto parts store picking up a part and I felt funky. And I was like, and I literally was like, why do I feel funky? I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about what this guy's thinking about me right now. And then I realized it and I said, the hell, who cares? Yeah. And then it, my complete atmosphere changed. I ended yeah. up spending a few minutes there yeah. to talk to so they had a great experience. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah. Right. Even, uh, even though you know it, it's, you, you still, you still succumb you, for, you know, you know what this guy said, um, where the, uh, the guy, where I got that quote, he was explaining, um, like 30 years ago, early in his career, um, being ridiculed for some ideas that he had, that he came out with publicly and was laughed at, ridiculed. He lived over in England, just he was the butt of the joke. But he said, man, it, it changed his life Good. because he no longer, it, 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 since that happened to him at that young age, he can now Good. focus on what he, he has a long, very, very smart guy career. And now those ideas that they were laughing at 30, 40, 50 years ago, are now actual mainstream. real yeah. mainstream stuff him. and yeah. he never deterred because of that one uh event yeah. right he almost said it was a blessing yeah and right it just made me made me think of yeah. another guy who said this uh, uh comedians they talk about bombing on stage right yeah i'd right. you tell them uh, joke jokes on stage and you bomb the entire right. audience just hates right. your guts yeah Heavy heavy you're, hitting you're, comedians. You learn how not to do it again. Heavy hitting comedians <laughs> say that's the most important work you'll ever do. You yeah. need to be able to stand up there and bomb right. in order to stand up there and freaking kill right. it. Right. You know what I mean? Because if you lose the fear of bombing, yeah, then you have no fear. Again, it's that right. it's that prison. Right. Wow, man, goosebumps, right. man. Yeah. So all these little things apply to our lives, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Um. So until next time, till next time, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.